0: Attention all, do you have a passion you want to showcase or have a drive to inspire the community? Apply for the Centennial Campus Community Programming Grant today at grant for a chance to earn $2,000. The views and opinions expressed during Iron the Triangle do not represent WKNC or NC State student media. Your dial is currently tuned into Eye on the Triangle on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1. Thanks for listening. Today, I'm joined with Alyssa Space, the CEO and founder of For Her Cosmetics. And also, she owns a nonprofit called MySpace Laboratories. And today, we are going to discuss her business and her journey as an entrepreneur. Um, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today, Ms. Alyssa Space. Thank you for having me. So my first question for you is I want you to talk to us about um, the inspiration behind for her for her cosmetics and also um, the inspiration for your nonprofit that you started.
1: Yes. So um, For Her Cosmetics is an all natural vegan and cruelty-free cosmetic line. And it was really important for me to one, not only bring a brand that was going to be transparent with its customers about the ingredients that were in our products, but also a brand that was inclusive to women of color, especially darker skinned women, because a lot of times in the beauty industry, we are not represented. Um, recently, of course, you know, there has been a shift because they've seen the demand. And when I say they, I mean the beauty industry or standards. Um, however, I created my line for those specific, those two specific reasons. And then my nonprofit, MySpace Laboratories is actually the nonprofit arm to For Her Cosmetics, where we actually teach students. We focus on girls, but we teach both boys and girls about Um, the chemistry behind the cosmetics that we create and for her cosmetics so one um, is of course for profit our business and then our non-profit is more so to push students to go into STEM and to show them the opportunities that are available there and I really just want more girls to see that there are opportunities in STEM outside of like the, um, of course, there's nothing wrong with them, but out of the typical, like, doctor, nurse uh, route, I wanted to show that there is creativity in science, there is, like, opportunity, and you can also create your own business out of STEM, so those are pretty much the reasons why I started, and I just, I really like to give back to my community, so.
0: Yeah, um, you were talking about um, the creative process of your business and I wanted to know do you like how actively involved are you with like constructing like the makeup um the actual products and like testing and things like that
1: so I'm actually a hundred percent um involved my business actually started on my mother's kitchen counter back in 2017 but um I actually formulated all the products that I sell today um, and I really like to be at the forefront of that because I'm able to control once, as I mentioned before, the ingredients that go into the product so that I can be more transparent and understanding of how everything works together, what, um, how it actually um, works on different skin tones, different skin types. Um, so from essentially formulation to product fulfillment, I'm doing all of the steps, but I am very hands-on in our formulation um, process.
0: So, um, You talked about being um, hands-on and, like, being there for every single step of the process. I know that, well, I don't know, but I've seen from other people that starting a business is not an easy thing. Like, it is extremely hard to do, and I wanted to know prior to those um, months of you officially like launching the business how many months of like planning and like executing like taking actions did it take for that business to actually start to to, like manifest
1: yes so um I graduated college in 2016 I started formulating actually a year later so in the summer of 2017 and I didn't launch until Mother's Day 2018 so That was a good eight months of just like prepping the formula, the first one, which was the lipsticks that I wanted to release. And then um, within that first year of graduating, before I started formulating, I still was working on the business idea itself. Where did I want it to go? How did I want it to appear to people? What did I want to portray as far as like characteristics or the emotions I wanted my business to cause um, with my customers? So I actually started a beauty blog Um, back in 2017 as a start because I'm like okay although I don't have any products right now I know what I want to do I I understand what I'm trying to accomplish so I'm going to start with at least making my footprint on social media and then with time I was like okay I just got to do this so I started. after, well, rewind, actually working in corporate too was, uh, gave me some of the tools that I needed in order to create SOPs, which is standards of procedures, understanding how to run an FDA approved lab um, after working for various companies, including like in the pharmaceutical realm and the auto industry. So I needed those uh, experiences in order to build my lab experience and what I know I needed to do in order to accomplish this business goals so um I would say about a year and a half but as far as like actual formulation a year about eight months almost a year
0: Mm -hmm. so within that year um what was the hardest part of like starting your
1: business um just doing it like the research was there like I've, I've done research and development throughout college and then I was doing it at work um but it was actually putting myself out there and realizing that I can't really care what people think in a sense because people are like, oh, she's starting a business, ooh, whatever. And I mean, now it's a craze, especially with the pandemic just um, happening last year that people are becoming more home entrepreneurs. But back when I started a few years ago, it wasn't like, like the norm for someone just straight out of college to start a business. So it was really hard to just like get the support, even from like family and friends, um finding resources for my business because I was completely new to this but um yeah I would definitely say just getting the support and then getting started was probably the hardest thing
0: (laughs) were there moments um where you were trying to like gather the support and try to get things started where you were like ready to give up
1: um, definitely. I think that as humans, we have like our thresholds of what we can take essentially. But, um, even with college, like when I was in um, my major and in my studies in chemistry, there were times where I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Like I still got two years. I might need to just <laughs> wrap it up. But, um, no, essentially there were times where I was just like, I don't know if this is, if I'm going, if I'm doing the right thing, if I'm taking the right direction. And honestly, um, with life in general, it's really just not just necessarily following your heart or doing what you think you're supposed to do, but just like really following your own intuition and what you want your life to look like and how you can make it that way. So, I mean, it's still, I wake up every day still sometimes like, hmm, what should I do today? (laughs) I sit down every week and plan and write in my planner, but it's still like with that freedom of being an entrepreneur, like you have to really like stick to schedules. You have to be disciplined. You have to, um, exert like, well, extend yourself essentially. But, um, yeah I didn't want to veer off of the question <laughs> <You're good. laughs> but yeah um,
0: yeah, so um, you talked about chemistry because obviously like you do the chemical formations of making your um your beauty products. Why did you study chemistry? like what attracted you to chemistry?
1: Um, So actually, originally, when I first started college, I studied chemical engineering, and um, it was because my mom was like, you'll make more money in that field. And I was like, okay, whatever, listening to my mom. But then I realized chemistry is really what I wanted to do. I wanted to do wet lab, like I wanted to work at a bench and do actual experiments um, versus working with flow rates and different um, chemical engineering terms. But I really liked um, analytical chemistry. I love testing. I love titrations. I love different um, reactions, chemical reactions, and how um, just the, the art for me, chemistry is like art. So, like, I really just, and this might sound crazy, like the colors, the smells, not that you're just supposed to be inhaling things in the lab. <laughs> just that experience in itself really was something that attracted me. Um, And as a kid, um, I really like paid attention to Mae Jemison. So she was like the first black woman to um, space. And then, which is, I I know it's super corny, but my last name is space. So I was like obsessed with her. And then I used to watch, watch, (laughs) (laughs) I used to watch little funny shows like Dexter's Laboratory and things like that. And I'm like, this is cool. And these were like, my inspirations because I didn't have a doctor in my family I didn't have a chemist in my family so that definitely was a bit major factor but
0: so I don't know anything about chemistry I took it during high school never took it again And said I've never come back to that but what I do know is that chemistry is not a black female dominated um career like I've not heard of I don't think I've, I think you're the first black female chemist that I've ever met in my entire life like I don't know that many so I wanted to know being a black woman and pursuing that type of career like how has has it made the process harder
1: um in theory yes just because like there is uh different like so from just like classism and racism it definitely plays a part in being a woman of color in STEM and then in particular in chemistry a lot of times I get the Um, when I say yeah I'm a chemist people are like for real really like you mean you in the lab making the jokes go on and I'm like no Um, I'm actually I formulate my own products I've worked for different companies um, as far as uh, quality assurance goes in the chemistry department (laughs) and um, I know that it's difficult for us to get into these fields because I've had to take those steps I've had to do it and then when I've gotten into these spaces I was one either um, like I guess people just were expecting me to underperform they just didn't give me the benefit of the doubt because of who they saw walking through the door and not necessarily because I went through the same rigorous courses that they did to obtain my degree so um it definitely is like um a stigma for women of color going into these fields. And that's really to one of the big pushes behind our nonprofit, because I know that if more of us occupy this space, then it will become more normalized. I mean, there's probably still will be issues with, oh, we don't know, we're just trying to fix, fix the quote or fix, um, reach the quota or affirmative action, Lord forbid, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we want I really know that there is a there's a gap, and and even outside of just women of color in this space, women in general are in this space too. So it's it's like a double negative for me, but I definitely have figured out ways to maneuver through that um, space and then creating my own space so that I can create a safe space for more women like me mm-hmm. to be able to explore.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic that you're creating your own space. Um, I know another part of starting a business that I've heard from other people obviously like we talked about being a black woman like that's an extra barrier, but I also know like funding, because you got to invest money to
1: get money back,
0: so I wanted to know how did you get the funding for your business.
1: Yes. So um, in the very beginning, I definitely bootstrapped. So I was working my full-time job in corporate as a quality assurance chemist. And then I was using that money to invest back into my business. Um, At the time, I actually was able to live with my mother. So hey, almost basically free rent. I mean, I helped out (laughs) with a few things, but being able to invest pretty much my entire paycheck into my business versus living expenses, food and things of that nature. It allowed me to um, really like dive into my business and take risks that most people probably wouldn't take if they were living on their own or had extra um, responsibilities. So shout out to Mama Dukes, but <laughs> that definitely helped. Um, and But as I uh, learned more about business and uh, immersed myself in different business incubator programs, throughout Metro Detroit, um, I was able to join pitch competitions to join, um, to gain financial support. Um, I've gotten support through the SBA as far as like, um, grants and loans. Um, and I didn't actually take out my first loan until this year. So I have literally been able to just grow with, um, like donations, grants, and not like just the actual selling of our products. But, um, there are definitely resources in areas. I'm not particularly sure um, everywhere, but I know in Detroit, we have a uh, great uh, beginner incubator programs for small businesses. And I was able to gain capital through those resources. Now, I will say that it is hard because um, they're like, show us your financials, show us this, show us this. And a lot of times people don't have that history or some type Of strong financial background to even get a loan from um, a bank or to even uh, apply for a grant because they don't know the steps, they don't know the processes. So um, it definitely is hard because this is not something that's taught in school. This is not something that's just put in your face. You have to look for these opportunities, you have to search for them, and then you have to go hard when you find them Um, because you're competing against other businesses that may be more developed or that may have more resources or access to uh, just or network some people know people and that really in business is what gets the money knowing someone so um that it has been a challenge but I'm definitely learning and I'm still learning how to maneuver and just uh garner um capital for my business
0: you talked about getting um that you just got your first loan first of all congratulations because that is an incredibly big deal but um, (laughs) (laughs) what was the process like for you like get that loan
1: Um, well, this was, so this one actually is through the SBA and it's been a long lengthy process, but this is probably, um, like this is, so this loan is for $50,000 for my business. And it took essentially showing my income for my business and taxes for the past three years, two years. Um, and then actually showing like that I have the, you know, the income necessary to pay this back over the next 30 years. So, um, the process can be tedious because my very first, like I would, I ha- so when I first started my business, I was able to get a credit line, um, through my bank that I had my bank account through for my business. Um, but the, the line was only for $3,000. And if you think about it, a lot of businesses, um, get credit lines of ten thousand a hundred thousand or more and when women of color actually it, there's this uh, a statistic that we get about 0006 percent of venture capitalist um, investments and then when it comes to actual loans and um, like lines of credit it like it's let we literally get less than the average new business um, like venture so these things are like, it's real (laughs) like there's definitely some type of um, discrimination when it comes to this but I guess that's just how things assess risk but yeah
0: Mm. so going back um more to like the technical side of it so now I feel like because you talked about like education literally fails to teach us so many things so many like practical things and one of them is like loans like what is that? (laughs) Because I know like they give you money, but like, do you have to give it back? Is there like an interest?
1: Like, how does that work? Yes. So with loans, you are essentially taking out um, money from an institution, a bank, whatever that may be, to fund uh, like processes, inventory, um, payroll for your business so that you can one, of course, continue to function, but also scale and grow. So you're taking out this loan saying, I am going to be able to, one, pay this back because one, I have projections that are going to show that I'm going to make more and above this amount that I am asking to lend. And then two, you're you you're taking that, that risk that the investment you're making is going to obviously give back. Um, there is also always interest involved. Uh, SBA typically has the lowest interest rate. Um, but you can also go through your own personal business banks that you use, um, business accounts. But I would always recommend try to get the free money first. And even the free money isn't free because you still have to pay taxes on it. <laughs> then those are like the grants and the donations and things like that. But um, loans can they can they you're gonna have to pay them back. So you have to be definitely have to be. Um, just diligent with them and understand that this isn't just like free money that you can just like throw away. But there are programs where you can actually get some of your loans forgiven through the government. So through nonprofit work, giving back to your community, payroll. A lot of things now with uh, COVID, a lot of loans are get, being forgiven because of the the fact of the state that we were in. And then you're offering businesses or jobs to bus, uh, different people within inner city or low income areas allow for loan forgiveness. So there are so many like nooks and crannies when it comes to loans and getting forgiven and trying to make the best out of it. But that would be a whole nother course. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Um my next question is so we've talked about like all the struggles and like the hard parts starting a business. Let's get to the fun stuff. So what was the easiest part and the like the best part of starting your business?
1: Um I think the best part was getting the feedback from the customers that actually um, use my products and loved it. Like I've gotten back so many like positive feedbacks, especially people who have suffered from like eczema or just different skin conditions that relate to dryness because of the natural ingredients that we use in our products, like shea butter, castor oil, whole oil, etc. Um, et cetera. But um, that reaction that I get from customers when they try a new color that they would necessarily go after or that they didn't wouldn't necessarily feel pretty in and then they do is like something that literally warms my heart and and then even with the students that I work with I really love how like girls are like this is so fun I really like this because that's really what I'm trying to do is spark that interest in them because like I said when I was younger I didn't have these opportunities to explore science like that I just kind of caught on to it from my environment and things that I did see that related to it and took that with me. So um, that is probably one of the best experiences of my um like businesses is my customer reaction and then my students' interactions. Um I think that 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 answered it right.
0: Yeah, it definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> um, if you could go back to your past and talk to your past self, what kind of kind of advice would you give to them about starting
1: this business? um let's see i definitely uh would recommend like real i have a mentor but just like taking that that leap and that risk of trying to build a relationship with a business owner that was like where i wanted to be essentially because i think mentorship is so undervalued at times and it's like super important um like really get myself out there because when I first started my business I really was shy I was scared I never wanted to go on the mic and talk and I'm like there's no way my business is going to grow if I don't do this so I, I would definitely go back and tell my younger self like hey just go for it now um and grab it by the horns because like essentially you are your biggest advertisement and you are your biggest advocate and I mean, I still did it, but I know that I could have gone harder. I could have talked to more people, but I probably was scared or didn't think I was worthy. So now, now that I'm here, I definitely know that I was and what I'm capable of. So,
0: yeah, you definitely are worthy and capable. You've proved that (laughs) time and time again in (laughs) this conversation. Where do you see your business in the next like 10 years? It's a Um, long time, but you got it. I know
1: that is because I've only thought five years ahead, but well, I guess, so from the next five to 10 years, I really would like to impact over 20,000 more students with my Cambridge and Cosmetics program. Um, And we've actually already reached like 10 or 12% of that goal. So that's pretty exciting. And I've done that just like with me and my, one of my employees. So now that we have a board and we have an initiative, it's definitely going to be doable. Um, I would like to gain over 1 million customers and I would like to do that by getting into different big box retail stores. Right now we're in two small stores here in Ferndale, Michigan and in Detroit, Michigan, but I would really like to get into Macy's, Walmart, Target. Like I can see my brand being a global brand that people stop in the airport and grab out of the box really quickly or the store and, um, not knowingly, not even knowing sometimes, but just knowingly know, like they would know that they're actually helping students to learn because 5% of our actual gross sales goes to our nonprofit to every year. So uh, that's where I could see the brand going, having amazing, even more amazing employees, brand ambassadors, and just celebrities putting on for for her cosmetics. So
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds exciting. Um, I would definitely link your business in the bio because we gonna support you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we to support you. You're gonna
0: succeed. It's gonna happen. I'm manifesting it. Hey man, I'm received. I receive. Um, so earlier we talked about some advice that you would give yourself. I wanted to know if there's any advice that you want to give to um, young Black students at NC State who are thinking of becoming entrepreneurs or starting their own business.
1: Yes, and this is like this is literally my favorite question because I feel like a lot of times people struggle with trying to figure out what they want to go into. And I think there's a good balance between doing something that you love and doing something that you know is going to make money. So like for me, I knew the the trajectory and the idea behind cosmetics. I knew it was a growing industry, a billion dollar industry. And so that was a part of it, of course. But I also knew that I really love to make people feel good. So um, that love for both cosmetics and that okay, I can, I found something that I can do that will help people feel better about themselves. They intertwined and created something that I didn't even know was going to get this big. So um, my advice basically to um, up and coming entrepreneurs is figure out something that you love to do and figure out how to monetize it. So for me with my nonprofit, although it's a nonprofit now, in the very beginning, the chemistry and cosmetic programs that I was going around doing at organizations. People paid me for them. I was like, hey, I have this awesome program. I can teach your kids how to make this, blase, blase. And then I would route that money back into my business. So now that my business is essentially self sufficient, I'm able to now produce this program for free. I'm able to get grants to just push it through the city to underserved students and um, lower income areas. But I think that entrepreneurs, that are or up and coming entrepreneurs should really pick something that they love because when you do something that you love every day it will love you back and then two when that that like passion well not even passion but the desire or the the drive dies down because sometimes it does like I said we are human and we have our thresholds but Um, when that dies down, that love still will be there. Like you'll still love what you do, even if sometimes you can't get up one day to do it, or you can't show up at a hundred percent. So you'll always return back to that. So that's what my advice would be like, definitely do something that pulls on your heartstrings and not just something that's just like, oh, I'm going to do this because it makes this much money. This is what it, you know, because eventually trends change so money goes up and down so that would be my advice to my fellow entrepreneurs
0: thank you so much for that advice um, it has been a great pleasure interviewing you and you've done a fantastic job answering my questions so thank you no problem thank you music in this episode has been north oakland ecstasy by squad A B, licensed under the youtube audio library This has been Janini Kekwa for WKNC Radio. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can listen to more episodes at WKNC.org slash podcast. And you can also tune in every Sunday at 6 p.m. to hear new episodes from Eye on the Triangle.